0: Yes, now we can Dive down into this five star movie. This one's gonna go million views.
1: Oh yeah, people gonna love
0: this one. People love Hugh Jackman
1: and the Wolverine. Episode five of series one of the timeline, and we are Robin Smith and Limbert Bond. Oh that's not Limbert Bond. That's, not <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's 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 that's, a that's you, <laughs> Limbert Bond. And we are looking at the fifth, what's fourth movie? Fourth movie yeah. released. Yeah, fifth, fifth movie in the series. Uh, Of the X-Men films, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And as always with Timeline, we're looking at the chronological happenings of the series and the events in the film and the events around the film. Um, This was a bit of a rushed job. I've I've left a couple of dates out, but you can forgive me for that, I'm sure. Um, Also, it was X-Men Origins Wolverine, and I'd never watched it before. And then having to sit down and watch it about seven or eight times... This one is technically in a timeline technically though <laughs> it gets really confusing um, well, we can go over that yeah especially with what's coming up but one of the one of the films uh in the future it confuses things but on a website that tracks everything the Marvel comics the comics universe itself the main comics universe is 616 i have mentioned before in the blade films uh, when we covered them, and the Blade universe for the men films have a denomination is some number, and these films they have a number denomination, but then you get to a future film and it classes some of these films as part of another alternate universe oh. as well <laughs> so it's like it's hard to figure out where everything goes if you were to watch the films in Canon Order. Uh, Wolverine's second film you watch, but it has the first event in this yeah. saga. The saga, that is Wolverine. <laughs> um, well, but we'll get to that. How have you been, Limba? It's been a month and a bit, two months maybe? Yeah, it's It'd been be a while, but <laughs> mainly because of everything, again, yeah. lockdown and all that. Lockdown. <laughs> mm. well, yeah, it's been hard. I've had my first vaccine. How, how Do you have any sort of side effects no. for that?
0: No. I had an achy arm and I felt tired the next day. Like that, that, that was it though.
1: I didn't even get the tiredness. I'm pretty Are lucky. Not? No, nothing at all.
0: I, mean, I can't Both complain. Like the
1: second one's apparently a bit worse. People say
0: compared to my misses, she had, she had like the shakes the next day. Oh, nasty! Cold sweats. <laughs> I had nothing. So, but I had the fighter, So I guess it's makes slightly better. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you not want to be active people so I don't
1: know. oh well you know you don't want to be one of them anyway <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on them But well, now I've got now I've got a microchip with microsoft you know Well, you got microsoft installed windows in your
0: eyes everything i went i went and found my zoom at home and started listening to my zoom
1: you know yeah, it's, it's so convenient <laughs> um well, it's it's good that you've uh, been keeping busy <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already told you an interesting story about my life for yeah. the last few days, so I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, but it's been quiet. Like, like I finished work, so we are a bit more free to start recording a bit more often with the lockdown ending as well. Um, so we'll discuss that after the recording. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get to a better schedule. It might be cool if we get it to two weekly. Yeah, borderline. I can watch watch the next episode, like edit this, watch the next film, r- research. Yeah record edit you know yeah although this was a relatively big job for a few reasons we're going to um but yes uh let's hear so we're looking at x-men origins wolverine what's your personal history of the film when's the last time you watched it before we had to start watching this
0: when it came out i actually watched it in the cinema no.
1: did you have any anticipation going in I don't know
0: actually Because I like X-Men Last Stand You lot of people don't like it So I'm like oh. I was like oh, It could be cool But Wolverine's never my favourite X-Men anyway So hmm. So I didn't have the biggest expectation Going into it But he's quite a cool character as well In the same way Because like Is that one of strongest. This romantic-
1: Wolverine or Wolverine
0: in general? Wolverine in general Not this Wolverine Because this Wolverine's different To the comic Wolverine
1: <laughs> In a few ways Yeah um, so this was the first time I ever watched it, like I said. So I, I ended up watching it a few times. Uh, <sighs> I found things that I appreciated about it. Let's say that. See, from this film, the intro is quite cool.
0: The intro is quite cool, and it gets to a certain point in the film where you're like, okay, no, <laughs> now it's just it's taking a, a massive drop off a cliff. I like, think
1: we'll <laughs> hit a few bits yeah. as we go, but. The, I think the jumping off cliffs starts earlier than you yeah. realise. Right. So, I mean, let's get into it now. Let's let's just get into it. Um, so we're looking at um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. So the pre-production. Um, so the, the references and plots. The, the basis for the film is mostly... Um, because I've read it before myself, but mostly from a uh especially the first half a uh, mini comic series that ran in 2001 2002 called wolverine the origin um for a lot of time the wolverine character had no memory of who he was where he came from that's Mm. hit on in the films as well um and then so this is like oh, this is literally him from childhood and uh the series reveals that wolverine was born James Howlett, son of a rich plantation owner in the 19th century, late 19th century, in Canada. Uh, he, he was a sickly child, suffered from allergies. So his loving father, John Howlett Jr., uh, uh, you know, brings up a orphaned girl named Rose to uh, be his companion. So he, I don't know if he outright adopts her, I can't remember from reading it. But the shows she lives and hang you know spends time with him just so he isn't on his own. Uh, the two children also often play with a character called Dog Logan. This is the son of Howlett's cruel groundskeeper, uh Thomas Logan, who looks a lot like the fully grown Wolverine. Oh. <laughs> um readers are led to believe that Dog was the young Wolverine, but it's later revealed that Uh, In a very similar set of circumstances, as you see in the film, the powers manifest in the young James. Um, The children's friendship is spoiled when this happens um, uh, because the boys' fathers uh, have a thing around Logan's mother, or Wolverine's mother. It's hard now because there's another Logan (laughs) in the story. Um, Elizabeth, who went mad after her first son, John, uh, died under mysterious circumstances years earlier. Um, it's revealed she's got a scar in her ribs of like, three scratch marks. No. Which implies that Wolverine wasn't the first to be born with claws. Um, James Howlett first uses his claws in Origin Number 2. Uh, so it takes a whole issue before you really see anything. Um, the result of beatings an alcohol dog over the next few years becomes increasingly like his father and, um, you know, just it, history repeating itself sort of situation. Um, including an attempted assault on Rose and the killing of James's dog. Uh, he became so violent that he and his father are expelled from the manor. Um, then Thomas returns for the purpose of robbing Howlett Estate and to convince Elizabeth to leave with him because it's implied there was an affair and... He might be Wolverine's instead, and we, you see a lot of that in the film, right? Well, which we'll get to. <laughs> um But you know, you know what yeah, I mean. You yeah. recognise a lot of yeah. these sort of plot points from the film. So Logan and this girl Rose leave, and it follows their story, and eventually, Dog catches up with them, and it all plays out. And um James ends up taking the name Logan to cover who he is. Yeah, he's on the run. Um, the other plot points come from a, a range of X-Men comics that deal with the Weapon X program because that's been d- touched on so many yeah. times. Um, but there's a few specific stories uh, written around the Weapon X program. Um, for the actual story production, David Ben Ben-off, Benioff... <laughs> right, I'm going to disclaimer now that I, I am going to mess up so many names. David Benioff. Um, uh, okay. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to keep... Apologizing for it, but uh, it was going to happen, so you know, bear with me. Uh, David Benioff pursued the project for almost three years before he was hired to write the script in October 2004. Uh, Hugh Jackman collaborated on the script himself, which he wanted to be more of a character piece compared with the previous X Men films. Um, I'm not sure that worked out. I was going (laughs) to say, Skip Woods. Who was a, a real person. <laughs> Skip Woods. Which is a great name. Who had written Hitman for Fox, so we know this is going to work out. Uh, the first Hitman film, I think is what they mean. Uh, was later hired to revise and rewrite Benoff's script. Benoff had aimed for a darker and bit more brutal story, rating, uh, writing it with an R rating in mind. Although he acknowledged the film's final tone would rest in with the producers and director. Uh, Deadpool had been developed for his own film by Reynolds and David S. Goya at New Line Cinema in 2003 No, um, but the project fell apart as they focused on Blade Trinity and uh, aborted spin-off
0: it's probably better for a Deadpool character though that happened I guess <laughs> then, <they> say,
1: <laughs> then again maybe it would have ended up as this Deadpool that we've got now are you, you haven't seen Deadpool yet have you? No. you are you holding off seeing it? I'm holding you know, off seeing it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bernhoff wrote the script character into the script In a manner Jackman described as fun But would also deviate from some of his traits yep. uh, Similarly Gambit was a character Who the filmmakers had tried in previous X-Men films um, But uh, Jackman liked Gambit he Because he was a loose cannon like Wolverine <laughs> some reason. Um, I don't remember Gambit being quite a loose cannon. But, Me neither, but... <laughs> um, stating their relationship echoes that Wolverine and Pyro, of all things, uh, in the original trilogy. David Ayer contributed to the script and Benoff finished his draft in October 2006. And Jackman stated there would be a year before shooting as he was scheduled to start filming in Australia during 2007. Before the 2007- 2008 Writers Guild of America strike began, James Vanderbilt and Scott Silver were hired as last for a last-minute rewrite. Uh, De- Gavin Hood was announced as director of the project two thousand seven, for a two thousand eight release. Previously, X Men and X Two director Brian Singer, and X Men: The Last Stand director Brett Ratner were interested in returning to the franchise, while Alexandra Aja and Len Wiseman also wanted the job. Zack Snyder, who was approached for The Last Stand, turned down this film because he was directing Watchmen. How different would it have been if Jack, uh, Zack Snyder would have been involved? That would be an interesting one. Interesting, but I don't know if it would be any better. Bad. I feel like, the, I feel like you could way. tell what he,
0: but how many times that skip got written. like, yeah. <laughs> adjusted like.
1: So finally, a moment of science for this running gag where we can finally talk about the notable characters in this film (laughs) and franchise. And we are leading with James Logan Wolverine, James Howlett, (laughs) Jimmy, to his half-brothers. Jimmy! His first appearance was in The Incredible Hulk 180, October 1974, on the last page. Uh, He properly appeared in the next issue. Um, He was written as a character that was going to fight the Hulk. Oh. And so r- instead of being super strong and stuff, it, you know, what advantage would he have? He couldn't be hurt long term um. and he had m- unbreakable bones and stuff. So that's why the power set is the way it is.
0: I still think Hulk wins, though, easily. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Hulk just throws
1: him into space if he wants to. <laughs> uh, James Howlett was born to a wealthy Canadian family at the end of the 19th century, as we mentioned, uh, son of Elizabeth Howlett and possibly her husband's employee, Thomas Logan. He was forced to abandon his family after the tragic murder of his father, a situation which causes mutant beast or abilities of accelerated healing factor, keenly enhanced senses, which you don't see as much of as you should in the films. Um, It's hard to convey, I suppose. And bone claws in each hand to have manifest. Adopting the name Logan, he wandered the world, living a long life filled with blood, war and betrayal. (laughs) The places I have to go to find these... (laughs) um having a vile saber tooth as his arch enemy, and Japanese warrior Ogun as his sensei. Unfortunately, by always acting as a lone wolf, Logan was an unwitting subject of the Weapon X program, and had his bones coated with indestructible adamantium, becoming an even more lethal ath- asset. He was rescued and assisted by Mac and Heather Hudson joining Department H as a Canadian government operative known as The Wolverine. Later, Logan was invited by Charles Xavier to join the X-Men, as previously seen, a team of heroes fighting for peace between humans and mutants. Uh, Provided to be a challenging addition to the X-Men, due to his aggressive behaviour, Wolverine was consistently in conflict with his fellow teammate Cyclops. However, he gradually grew fond of the X-Men, considering to be his new family. Um, he's also been like the leader of the X Force, and headmaster of the school yes. more recently, um, and a member of the Avengers. Oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? yeah. Um, so uh, I know you knew most of that already, probably. Yeah, I mean it's Wolverine, <laughs> but it was good to finally talk about him.
0: The Logan, the Wolverine, the Lone Man. It's better in the comics though, but you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The TV they do have like decades of history.
0: It's yeah, good, but then I do I do like the Logan you see. We'll we get to eventually in Logan, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, we have some stuff to talk about when it gets to that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, but have you the, not? the background stuff? Oh, I'm avoiding it now at this point. Oh,
0: you're in for a big treat. I'm not even be sarcastic in that way. Like, no,
1: I'm not, I won't be sarcastic too. I think you'll enjoy Deadpool. Don't know about the salmon um, if for a different reason, it's <laughs> nothing like Logan. Um, sure, I'm sure it'll that much. Um, the second character we're going to look at is Kayla Silverfrost Fox. Silverfost? Silver Fox was a member of a Native American tribe living in the North American frontier. In the early half of the 20th century, she would meet and fall in love with the mutant Logan. Silver Fox was created by writer Chris Claremont and artist John Bishuma. Uh, she first appeared in Wolverine 10 released in August 1989 she fell in love with Logan and they lived together in Canada one day sabretooth attacked silverfox apparently killing her logan fought sabretooth but lost years later it appeared that silverfox had somehow survived the onslaught by sabretooth and she joined the weapon x program after she joined the team x unit reuniting her with wolverine and sabretooth oh pardon me wolverine and sabretooth Due to a reaction to her memory implants, she betrayed the team and became a terrorist in Hydra. Oh. Uh, the other returning character is Striker. Uh, this film gives the character from X-Men 2, X2, a more filled-out backstory, but um, we know enough about him mm. already from the previous ones. Uh, there's not a lot to add to the character in this. You just kind of see the events that were already hinted at. Mm. So... Um, lastly, Victor Creed? I think they call him Victor, because, <laughs> And they definitely call him Victor a lot. Yeah, like, Victor. But um, this is a somewhat interesting choice for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the character here is hinted to be Sabretooth from the first film. Obviously, it's a different actor. I don't know. And looks completely different. Well,
0: it is Sabretooth, isn't it? You know what they call it, but... I mean, is there another, another Captain X-Men that seeming seem like... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're... Uh,
1: while the plot points from... Uh, wait, no, uh, let's go back. Uh, there we go, I've jumped a, he- a sentence ahead. Firstly, the character here is in the uh, save tooth. For some reason, between the end of this film and und- the beginning of the first film, he undergoes some rapid changes, and it's not clear why. Um, there are some fan theories saying that if he is him, it's probably the same thing that happened to Beast. But yeah. why would it happen now after him being alive for over a yeah. hundred years? You know. Um, but this is where it gets complicated. Firstly, the opening f- half of the film is based on the Wolverine origin miniseries, yeah. as we've spoken about. Victor doesn't appear in this series. While the plot points from James being sickly and the husband being killed and James's powers manifesting are accurate, there are two other kids in the house. The second kid is Dog Logan. Wolverine is named Logan in the X-Men comics because he is on the run as a child and he, and the second child, the girl mentioned earlier, gives him the name Logan in reference to Logans who were involved in everything that was going on because he may be a Logan as well. So... um him being called Logan all along makes some sense uh, now in the film Victor is never called Sabretooth and in X-Men Sabretooth is never called Victor I think and in this film there were no Logans so we don't know where he gets his name from oh yeah where does he oh yeah. <laughs> so why is he called
0: Logan because that think he lost his memory
1: yeah uh, so <laughs> Eventually, uh, uh, apparently, the dog character is similar to Sabretooth, but is not Sabretooth. So Victor here may just happen to be a character called Victor. Maybe Victor Creed, I don't know. We don't hear his last name, I don't think. Again, I I don't remember. Um, And may also be a completely different character from Sabretooth in the films. And canon-wise, interesting fact, in uh, the... Gap between X Men One and Two, there was a comic release that was an official in canon comic. Sabretooth survives the fall off the top of the Statue of Liberty. Um, ends up meeting Logan. They have a drink no. together in a bar, and then Striker's soldiers come and attack them both. And they get abducted, but Sabretooth pushes Logan out of the this helicopter they're being abducted from, and is killed in an explosion. so awesome. Interesting. So he's officially not alive in the canon, technically. But we haven't seen that, so we can't take into account. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. They don't make, if they is the same character. They don't recognize each other at all. in the Future Logan lost his memory for reasons we go into, but. They don't feel like they never mentioned he was with lose his memories, but. Exactly. Who knows? In the comics, Sabretooth and Wolverine are not related in the slightest. As well, that doesn't help. So, uh, what do you think of that? I mean, do you feel like he's still possibly? I
0: think I think he's possibly is saved, but I guess it doesn't really. I guess in you know, a grand scheme of things, like doesn't really matter too much. I guess him, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not because this. It's going to get rebooted really anyway. Eventually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't say that. We're doing a show no. about all of this. You've got to pretend it matters. <laughs> But I mean, do we see? Does never L. it, same piercing, does he? No, he doesn't. No, so yeah, <laughs> Tyler Main asked to be in this film because he knew that Victor was being cast, oh. um, and they turned him down, and they turned a couple other people down as well. Um, and originally, really interesting. We'll get to it. Actually, uh, I'll, I'll we'll get to it now. So cast and crew. <laughs> so the new introduced characters. Uh, firstly, probably the most important uh, is. Uh, Isaac Liv Schreiber, born October 4th, 1967. He is an American actor, director, screenwriter, producer and narrator. He became known in the late 1990s and early 2000s, having appeared in several independent films and later mainstream Hollywood films, including the Scream trilogy, uh, Ransom, Phantoms, Some of All Fears and Maturian Candidate, uh, lastly being in The Omen in 2006, the remake of The Omen. Which is an alright remake. It's not too bad. Not
0: my cup of tea, but mm.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll watch it one day and see if see if how you feel about it. <laughs> um interestingly, he was originally hired I I, I probably put this at notes for the end, but what the hell. Um to play striker. Oh. And he insisted on being considered for the part of Sabretooth. Because he had knowledge of the character and stuff as well. I
0: feel like he'd be better than it. I don't know with a strike, I think it'd be a bit. I don't know.
1: I think. Um, uh, I think we'll talk about him later, yeah. actually, but I don't
0: know. It's a hard one because I don't know.
1: Um, next up is Daniel Salas Hudson, Hudson born May 14, 1962. He's an American actor, writer, and director. In nineteen eighty-nine, Hudson directed Mister North, while star which starred his half sister. Angelica Houston. Oh, Hudson, I'm saying Houston. <laughs> it's Houston. Uh, Houston was named for the best male performance at the Independent Spirit Awards in 2003 for his performance in the independent film Ivans, etc. His cr- film credits include Martin Scorsese's The Aviator, for which the ensemble cast was nominated for a 2004 Screen Actors Guild Award, Hudson uh, Houston, I'm going to keep saying it wrong now. Houston received the Golden Satellite Award for Best Supporting Actor in his performance in The Constant Gardener. He appeared in Sofia Coppola's Mary Antoinette and Peter Berg's The Kingdom. I've seen The Kingdom, very good film. Mary Antoinette is well known for being awful. (laughs) Like one of the worst films ever made. Um, Dominic Monaghan is a British actor. He was most well known for playing uh, Mary Adak, Mary brandy buck in peter jackson's film trilogy the lord of the rings 2001 to 2003 as
0: previously mentioned one of the best films ever made but yeah you know. uh
1: charlie pace on jj abram's television show lost 2004 to 2010 so he was still technically on the show oh. maybe while this was happening i know his character leaves the show for a while but i think he comes back for the the last series uh, Monaghan first game fame in Hetty Wainthrop's sidekick Jeffrey in Hetty Wainthrop Investigates between 96 and 98 his first film role was Sasha in the television uh, film Hostile Waters based on the true story of a Russian on an American submarine colliding in the Cold War uh, returning to the timeline lastly is Ryan Reynolds Reynolds played George Lutz in 2005, remake of the 1979 horror film, The Amityville Hover, since he was in Blade Trilogy. Trinity, sorry.
0: One of the worst characters in Blade Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: also in 2005, he played a waiter named Monty in Waiting. He appeared in music executive Chris Brandier in the romantic comedy Just Friends, alongside Amy Smart and Anna Ferris. Additionally, he played FBI agent alongside Ray Liotta in 2006 crime action film Smoking Aces, one of his better performances. Uh, Reynolds played the protagonist in the 2008 film Definitely Maybe, and he also appeared in the second season finale of the television series Scrubs. In 2007, uh, Reynolds guest starred as Brendan's friend Hams in the episode Douchebag in the City of the TBS sitcom My Boys.
0: I just realised I've not watched any of these films really.
1: There's a, I'll lend you a couple if I can find them downstairs. Um, I think uh, Smoking Aces is a bit ridiculous, but yes, worth, yeah, worth a watch. we It's it a like? it's a really over the top ensemble yeah. sort of film, but has a strong narrative. Oddly, um, the film was directed by Gavin Hood, born nineteenth of May, nineteen sixty three. He is a South African filmmaker, screenwriter, producer, and actor. Best known for writing and directing Tzotzi, which won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Um, I remember hearing good things about it. I mean, obviously it won an award, but still. Uh, Our returning actors and crew, in order of script relevancy, Mm -hmm. as always, is Hugh Jackman in 2008, since X-Men The Last Stand. Director Baz Luhrmann cast Jackman to replace Russell Crowe as yes, a male lead in the much-publicised epic film, Australia. Kind of was the worst thing I've ever done.
0: Never seen that film. <laughs> Which
1: co-starred Nicole Kidman. Also that year, People magazine named Jackman. It's 2008, Sexiest Man Alive.
0: I remember that. Saying it. I don't know why I remember that, but... <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. I feel free to talk about what your memories are of him being the sexiest man alive.
0: I just remember him getting out of water and I was thinking... Because at that point, it's quite as an actor, it was quite, I guess, on fire. Like, yeah, it's always it, most popular person yeah.
1: who happens to be handsome or attractive. Yeah, because at that point, like, that his thinking. career was like kicking off, like, big, like. Mm. I mean, being a lot of stuff by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's officially the only person who returns. Yeah. Um, we'll get to anything else later. Uh, so my first watch was Blu-ray region two. Have uh, subsequent... you forgot when I was famous acting here? Will I am? No, yeah, no, he he isn't from. No, he isn't returning. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going by the the key cast members on the list of the Will I am is going to be mentioned. <laughs> I have a script here, you know. Um, first watch was on Blu-ray, region two, with subsequent viewings on Disney Plus and sometimes on Blu-ray as well. Watched a few of the extras, but nothing was super valuable. Mm. There's this hilarious series of extras where each of the actors introduce themselves as the characters. Yeah. like in a room having their publicity shots done, <laughs> and they're just repeating some of the lines from the from the film, but in an awkward way. It's, it's hilarious.
0: Second, it's like put me in toys in one day. Hey, how,
1: how did you watch this? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I will lend you one of the two Blu-rays. You need to look at these extras <laughs> just once. You can do what you like with the blue ash, <laughs> lend. You, you can throw it in a river afterwards. I don't care. But like maybe if we hold a giveaway at the end of all of this, we can sign them. In.
0: I sent the shoe, Jackman. <laughs>
1: but even then, I've got so many of this bloody film. Um, so the if anybody wants to watch this film after listening to this and compare, it was reason two. And the Blu-ray release in the UK. I don't know if other regions have slightly different cuts. Or anything like that. Um, Disney Plus was exactly the same. Um, So we should be fine. So let's go through the film. So the first uh, run movie timeline. Fox logo. Marvel logo. Subtitle card. Northwest Territories Canada. 1845. (sighs) So we've got our first time. In the whole timeline for X Men. That's that's positive. But now I have to research the Northwest Territories, uh, or NWT, uh, is a federal territory of Canada at a land area of approximately 1,144,000 kilometres square, or 442,000 square miles. And a 2016 census of the population put it at about 41,790. Oh, tiny. Uh, The area has a history that dates back to 1670. But we're interested in pinpointing some facts for the time that takes place, which is 1845. Um, So from Britannica.com, I've added some links to some of the Mm -hmm. research I've done. uh, Not as much as I would have liked vikings probably visited parts of the canadian arctic during the middle ages but there are no records of exploration until the voyage of in 1576 of the english mariner martin frobisher in the search of the northwest passage to the orient uh, expeditions in the 17th century also failed to, to find the route but they added knowledge of the arctic regions uh, interest in finding the route what waned in the 18th century but Whaling ships became commonplace in the Arctic waters. The first recording exploration of the mainland was by Samuel Hearn, who in 1770 1772 journeyed from the west coast of Hudson Bay to the mouth of the Coppermine River in the northern coast. Other inland explorations were mainly the work of Montreal based fur traders. In 1789, Alexander Mackenzie. Of the Northwest Company, traveled down the river that bears his name to reach the Arctic Ocean. In the 19th century, there was a renewed interest in finding the Northwest Passage. Sir John Franklin and others explored much of the Mackenzie District, now largely the regions of Fort Smith and Inuvik, in the Northwest Territories and Kimikukut in uh, Nem- N- Nunavut. I should have pronounced these earlier and then practiced them. <laughs> A mapped and mapped parts of the northern coastline during the 1820s work that Thomas Simpson continued in 1838 to 1839. Uh, researchers uh, for the Lost Franklin Expedition of 1845, ding ding ding, our year, to 1848 explored and mapped other parts of the eastern Arctic in the following decade. Later, a series of expeditions attempted to reach the North Pole. Such exploits continued to the 20th century, but then were overshadowed by more practical activities directed at identifying the resource potential of the Canadian North. Settlements were first established to serve the whaling fleets and fur traders. Missionaries became active in Mackenzie Valley in 1852 and in the eastern Arctic toward the end of the century no resident administrative authorities were established within the present limits of the northwest territories until the 20th century responsibility for the mainland territories that drain into the hudson bay known as rupert's land was vested in the hudson bay company the remaining part of the mainland the northwest territory was under normal british rule until 1870 at which time it It and Rupert's Land were seceded to Canada. In 1880, the Arctic lands claimed by Britain were also placed under Canadian jurisdiction. Separation from the Yukon Territory, now Yukon, uh, creation of new provinces and enlargement of other provinces reduced the Northwest Territories to its pre-1999 limits by 1912. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police were made responsible for maintaining law and order and for providing whatever governmental administration was required in the area. So from that, it sounds like there shouldn't have been many houses, the likes of which Le- like James grew up mm. in, in the area, until about a decade later <laughs> at earliest, but I don't know, maybe, maybe this one very rich prospector was like, i going to build a house I want, here, I want a mansion. Then. It's, it's very odd that... I mean, it would have been isolated anyway. But it, f- it feels like it's not quite the right time for them to be there. Um, back to the film. A small boy coughs in bed as an older boy is shaving his ugly-looking fingernails. You're always sick. You were sick when you were my age. A man walks in, a sick boy's father. Evening, Victor, he says, obviously disliking his presence. Down uh, "'Downstairs, suddenly, banging on a door, a man shouts. "'Your father's drunk again. You should help him get home, Victor.' "'It's not my name he's calling, sir,' he says. <laughs> "'The man then gets up. "'Father,' calls the boy, as he reaches for his dad, leaving the room. "'Stay where James,' he's told. "'After a few moments of arguing, there's a gunshot. "'The boys quickly rush downstairs to check what's happened, "'and they find James's father on the floor. Gunshot wound.' he seems to pass away
0: maybe that way you know there it's just like
1: yep um in his grief the boy suddenly growls and grows a set of bone claws in each wrist and lunges at his father's attacker after a feral scream stabbing him in the gut and pinning him to a wall he wasn't your father the man exclaimed before collapsing his mother gasping what are you? <laughs> Showing a total lack of care about the two men possibly dead on the floor or any paternal instincts whatsoever. Um, James rushes out of his front door into the Canadian woods, followed quickly by Victor. The pair quickly make a pact to stick together because they are brothers. Mm. Um, so, uh, as we covered earlier, sabretooth from Wolverine in the comics, sabretooth from Wolverine aren't actually related. James's half brother, through Thomas Logan, in the comics is named Dog Logan, and is long speculated that Dog and Victor were in fact the same person due to similar appearance and character traits. But it's been confirmed that they are in fact two different people.
0: So the same people, but in this they're or they half brothers or they full brothers?
1: Half brothers. Half brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you, I assume. I mean, I assume his mum isn't Victor's mum yeah, <laughs> I don't say <see> no
0: <laughs> I see
1: no his adopted not real oh. proper possible actually real we don't know dad would have noticed if his wife gave birth to another child before possibly <laughs> <laughs> I don't know after mere moments a search party comes out over the hill after them where did the search party come from they run out into the woods, right? This, this is, this is not me misreading this, right? They run out into the woods, and then suddenly there's a search party with like lanterns yes. coming after them. Like, how much time has passed? She's there with two dead bodies. Did the police come or Mounties? In Maybe this someone case? heard a gunshot. And how many people? Like, oh, <laughs> they're supposed to be quite secluded. I don't know where all these people have come from. <laughs> anyway, and is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's just
0: a running running, and like do the next.
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, very confusing. Anyway, the next sequence showing the two boys grown up. Hey, it's Logan Wolverine. <laughs> which, but which boy was he? It's the coolest one, not the nails one. Yeah. Uh, the American Civil War. Then it's the Great War, World War One, trenches, no man's land. World War Two, Normandy. They're being shot oh, yeah. and killed repeatedly. The Vietnam War, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it was Vietnam. Uh...
1: Dates uh, and events match up. So, uh, right, buckle down. This is going to take a moment or two. One, the American Civil War. As Victor and James are both Canadian citizens, I wanted to look into this with some sense of logic. To better pinpoint, when the boys are most likely to have taken part in actions on screen to give us a chance for Timeline. The American Civil War took place between April 12th, 1861 and May 9th, 1865. But what I'm looking for is the earliest point in which Canada were involved actually in the fighting. About 7,000 Canadians died in the war, which claimed about 60 uh, 620,000 US soldiers. Uh, the pressures of the uh, 1861-1865 Civil War and the threat of American invasion helped urge Canada to its own confederation and independence. April 12th to 14th, 1861, first engagement of the war, the first actual action. Oh. Um, the Confederate attack on Fort Sumter, a federal outpost in the harbour of Charleston, South Carolina, marks the first military engagement of the American Civil War. Some 34 hours of bombardment Uh, the fort surrenders on April 13 and federal troops evacuate the fort the next day. Uh, So uh, Canadians, I think, yeah, fought on both sides because um, while Canada was part of Britain until 1867 and officially neutral, Canadians decided to sign up to fight on both sides of the war. You see what colour their jackets are, though. Well, they're Mac aren't they? I mean, both sides of America. Yeah. It's North versus <laughs> South. It's a civil war. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're, they're fighting for the North, as far as I can tell. I may be misremembering. Um, so we'll pretend that they were in the first events. World War Two. The Canadian Parliament didn't choose to go to war in 1914. The country's foreign affairs were guided in London. So when Britain's ultimatum to Germany to withdraw its army from Belgium expired on 4th of August 1914, the British Empire, including Canada, was at war, allied with Serbia, Russia and France against the German and Austro-Hungarian empires. Um, The Battle of uh, Assign is fought in in September 14th, uh, September. 1914, sorry. Not September 14th. Please don't hold me up on that one. I just misspoke. Uh, 13,541 British soldiers lost their lives in the futile attempts to break through German lines of shallow trenches. So we see trench warfare, or we see what looks like trenches in the background. They're just kind of running like maniacs. Um, Shallow trenches dug dug along the Chemin des Dames Ridge. I'm not going to say French stuff. Located north of the river Assane, Opposed to the machine gun fire and heavy howitzers, they were unable to penetrate the German positions and the heights north of the river of the war uh, would descend rapidly into a stalemate where neither side would could advance. Weapons of modern industrialised warfare <laughs> Why did <laughs> I copy stuff down? That I was going to have to say that took lots of W's and uh, uh, would inflict horrendous casualties on an unprecedented scale. The hail of machine gun bullets and torrent of shell fire would stop the mobile war at the Battle of Hussein. Unable to make a breakthrough, the opposing sides begin to consolidate their ground by digging trenches. The Canadian expeditory force saw their first battle in March 1915 in the French town of (laughs) Neuve-Chapelle. That's such a great French accent I'm going to be on. Neuve-Chapelle. Neuve-Chapelle. Uh, Having arrived from Salisbury Plain in England, the Canadian forces were instructed to prevent the Germans from reinforcing the sector of Neuve chapelle and this would allow the British 1st Army under General Douglas Haig to successfully push through German lines and establish new Allied front line on conquered territory. Although the British were unable to exploit their advantage due to poor communication, which sounds very British, it taught Canadians uh, that artillery bombardment was too light to suppress the enemy trenches, that better artillery observation points were necessary, that reserves were too few uh, to follow up and success quickly, uh, The most and most importantly, that the procedure of transmitting information and sending orders to advanced troops was slow and difficult, and the systems of communication were much too vulnerable. So the Second Battle of Ypres canadian soldiers soldiers during the second battle of the apes Uh, in the first week of april 1915 the soldiers the first canadian division were moved to reinforce salient uh, where the british and allied line pushed into the german line of the concave band on april 22nd the germans sought to eliminate this salient by using poison gas Following an intensive artillery bombardment, they released 160 tons of chlorine gas from cylinders dug into the forward edge of their trenches into the light northwest uh, wind, the first use of chlorine gas in the war. Yeah. As thick clouds of yellow-green chlorine drifted over the trenches, the French colonial defences crumbled and the troops, completely overcame by this terrible weapon, died or broke and fled leaving a gaping four-mile hole in the Allied line. The Canadians were only uh, the only division that were able to hold the line. All through the light, the Canadians fought to close this gap. On 24th of April, the Germans launched another poison gas attack, this time at the Canadian line. In those 48 hours of battles, the Canadians suffered over 6,000 casualties, one man in every three, of whom more than 2,000 died. So, uh, we're going to assume this takes place around 22nd to 24th of April 1915. But there are options there, no. as you can tell. Uh, uh World War Two. This is 1944 D-Day landings on the 6th of June. No further research is required. Mm. <laughs> because everybody knows D-Day. The most... I guess tactically, it was. Yeah, Do you
0: know this seems like a massive waste of
1: like? It it was the big tactic of, I mean, most partly the first World War as well, but a lot of the Second World War, especially for the Soviet Union, just to throw bodies. It seems like a yeah, like a
0: pointless like waste of like. I mean, it did
1: the job, but it was at, a at the cost that, though, like of like yeah. such
0: death. Like,
1: uh, I watched the video about the the numbers. Who died during World War Two, in in um, the whole timeline and earlier, and it's just like is still even now, even though you know, it's just gobsmacking. Is hell, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Like, um, so we know World War Two anyway. Yeah. We know that date, so we don't have to go into it too much. And we talked about some events around World War Two yeah. previously, so I don't want to. Everyone knows about World linger. War Two, well. everyone knows World War Two. Yeah. Well, you'd hope. Uh, again, I watched another video earlier where a um, uh, one woman didn't know who had, you know, defeated the Nazis. Um, she thought it was solely America.
0: That's what the Americans want you to think.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, Vietnam War. So the Canadian government did not participate in the war. It contributed to peacekeeping forces in 1973 to help enforce the Paris Peace Accords. Uh, Canada had a partisan
0: role. I guess at this point they're probably fighting for the American army. Well,
1: they they had lots of... um, I'll go into it, but Uh. um, during the years 1954 and 1975, Canada served on two international truce commissions, provided medical supplies and technical assistance. Canadian diplomats were involved in negotiations between Washington and Hanoi. Successive Canadian governments, both Liberal and Conservative, maintained that Ottawa was an impartial and objective peacekeeper, an innocent and helpful bystander in negotiating for peace and administering aid to victims of war. However, cabinet papers, confidential stratigraphic minutes of the truce commissions, Uh, as well as top-secret American government cables revealed Canada to be willingly ally of the US counter-insurgentary efforts. Canada's record on the truce commissions was a partisan one rooted in presumption of Hanoi's guilt and Saigon's innocence and designed to discredit both Vietnam while exonerating South Vietnam from its obligations to uphold the Geneva con- uh, agreements. Uh, Canadian delegates engaged in espionage for US Central Air Intelligence Agency and aided the covert introduction of American arms and personnel to South Vietnam while they spotted for US bombers over Vietnam. Canadian commissioners shielded US chemical defoilant program for public inquiry, parlayed American threats of expanded war to Hanoi and penned the reports legitimising both the rupture of the Geneva Convention Agreements and the US air war over North Vietnam. Ottawa would later assert that these actions were necessary to counterbalance the activities of the Eastern Bloc countries with whom they had shared membership on the truce commissions. Canada helps the South. Oh no, wait, no, that's, yes, South, um, Vietnam. I'm getting confused now. I'm thinking South America. Uh, Canada helps South Vietnam. Um, Canadian aid during the war went only to South Vietnam. Uh, it totaled $29 million uh, from 1950 to 75. I assume that's Canadian dollars. And was routed through Colombo po- uh, Plainland and Canadian Red Cross. Although the humanitarian in appearance, Canadian assistance was in integral part of the Free World Assistance Program, coordinated by the U.S. Department and State of the International Security Office of the Pentagon as point of contact. Uh, In the field, Canadian capital uh, Capital Assistance was regulated by the U.S. RVN Health Defense Agreement and administered by the International Military Assistance Force Office in Saigon. On a number of occasions, Ottawa stopped the shipment of medical relief to civilian victims of the war in North Vietnam. Um, Taking all this into account, they were likely volunteers. I could never really have hope of pinpointing a good time for this action, but based on the pair being arrested, I'd say, around January 1968, due to the winding down of military action around this time, by the looks of what's happening on screen as well, my research was super brief here, though, so it's unlikely to be entirely correct uh, and the impossible to figure out exact timelines. I, there are records of there being an unwritten sort of rule that's between America and Canada, where, especially with Native Americans, where they saw no borders and saw it as an entire continent, so they fought by going over the border and joining and signing up. And being volunteers Hmm. Um, so I assume these two Canadians were volunteers and that's the best we can figure out because obviously it's not made clear in this Um, uh, also lastly they are executed by firing squad due to some actions in the opening minutes After looking, I can find no record of executions by Firing Squad during this entire period. It seems likely an invention for the film. The last recorded execution by Firing Squad took place 13th of April 1961. As such, I cannot use this to create a good timeline of events. So we will assume Stryker speaks to the boys 1st of February 1968. Right now, that's out of the way. But, yep. 1st of February 1968 is our... Fantasy time for the key event that starts off the story. After being shot for their war crimes, or in this case, Victor's war crimes, which seem to be attempted rape and then possible murder. Because he he attacks a woman, throws her down, looks like he's going to do something. And then another soldier comes behind him and tries to stop him. He hits him in such a way and you hear a sort of noise and he seems to be killed. Yeah. Um, and so they end up grouping together to fit because Logan doesn't even know what's going on. And so they try to defend each other because brothers and all that. And then they're both executed. So I assume the crime would be severe. Also, they could be considered traitors or deserters yeah. or something like that. That would also thematically fit. But we don't have a clear crime yeah, that's just like say because you killed up so he says that. Uh, possibly, I don't uh. remember. <laughs> you could be very right. But that sounds right to you.
0: Yeah. But. yeah. I'm sure I saw. I heard they they did say someone for the murder of like. But, or Logan says it. Someone says it.
1: Uh, what do you think of this overall dis- discussion? Because they they get shot for for, and executed for crimes. And then you get a total card. Yeah. So that's our intro. I quite
0: like... I, I didn't mind the... I think the family part just seemed a bit weird to me because I didn't really explain much. It was a, a bit too fast. Like the beginning, yeah, But I quite like the running through the different wars and scene and just The, the passage that, yeah. of time and stuff. But then, yeah, I did. I like that, but I don't like the fact that it doesn't show why... I like the scene more Captain on Victor sort of becoming more and more narcissistic because he kind of just jumps into like... Because you see him in a helicopter and Logan's like, stop that, like...
1: It, that's an interesting thing. You see well, Logan or, or James yeah. at this point, and they're fighting Nazis. Please. And Logan is watching how Victor's killing Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> and he looks concerned yeah. that he's, he's enjoying killing yeah. Nazis. I don't, I don't want to reiterate that he's worried that he's killing Nazis. Which is an interesting choice to make for the filmmakers but, but i I know it's more implying that he's being going off the deep end yeah. a bit he's enjoying the killing more than the reason for the killing um but yeah like that, that stuck out as odd to me but um yeah you see his passage into enjoying yeah but the I violence. like
0: to see it more deeply like them dive into a bit more deeper like as like
1: yeah there was a that's one of the things this film suffers from yeah. a lot of the way through. <laughs> is they don't it's just this that happens and then this happened and then this happened. <laughs> the point, yeah. Um But I, I, I appreciate this the the if you'd seen just the opening intro credits to the title, I think that's a nice little set piece. Yeah. And they must have gone on to a lot of effort to just get all these different yeah. costumes. I mean, the made costume's not so bad but to go through all of that. Yeah. So I appreciate it. see one. Door slides open. A man in a military uniform with aviators greets the two men. Still alive after their sentence is carried out. Victor is hanging out with a cute little rat friend. Uh, he says he is William Stryker. Yep, that William Stryker from X-Men 2. They are charged with killing a superior officer. They were shot at eight uh, at 10am. No clear date victor scratches on the wall indicate 30 days have passed since they were locked up so it was february so i didn't re- record that it. it's february 1st so we're saying march yeah. now um 1968 yes so it's march 1968 um well maybe because Feb- it's february you don't know if it's the leap year or not um so who knows how time's passing, but we'll go March. Uh, he's charged with killing a superior officer and he offers them an ch- opportunity to join him that or stay in the yeah. cell and rot. Cut to a plane. James, or, or Logan, sits with his eyes closed. The sound of a sword being sharpened and rings across the room. We don't know how long it's been there, but uh, at least enough time for everyone to get to know each other. Yeah. I'd say maybe a year seems fair maybe I mean depends <laughs> they know each other by name and they're relatively friendly considering yeah. what they do <clears throat> uh, so we'll go for March 1st 1969 that was a weird noise we are introduced to the room of teammates Victor obviously Wade fred and bradley the plane turns and logan gets travel sick air sick the other two men are not yet named it's probably not deliberate but certainly interesting that the two both happen to be the only minority actors and characters in the scene and they don't get them men get mentioned by name at all uh, i choose to assume unfortunate coincidence will i am is in a cowboy hat for some reason Gentleman wheels down in Lagos in five. Um, and we see a plane coming into land and we get a title card. Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos is the most populated, a popular city in Nigeria and the second largest city in Africa after uh, Kenshasa. Ken,
0: I should know, but I don't know. <laughs> G- give it a try. I w- I'm fed up
1: with reading these fucking. <laughs> Kinsha, Kinsha. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lagos is also the city where we see the opening conflict that starts the events of Captain America Civil War. Oh. You've seen that, mate? Right?
0: I've seen it, but I don't remember it that much. But
1: yeah, you remember the... I think it was that big explosion where one character yeah. blows up. It is my
0: favourite Marvel movie as well, I <laughs> oh. <clears> the <throat> way.
1: The boys walk out all of them in combat gear, except for Logan, who is sporting a grey t-shirt and perfectly coiffed hair. I uh, didn't think that was a bit weird, you know. Yeah, all of them in tactical gear. I don't need I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear a t-shirt. And he's right in the front center. Like what? What? What's <laughs> <laughs> this? A fashion show? What are you doing? Um, and he's like that all the way through the film. Like that hair is not um, the Wolverine hair, but it's perfectly. Big. Conditioned and and luscious. It's like he's doing an advert for Timothy. Inside we see a group of men sorting diamonds in a single long room. And the boss with his office table at the end of said room. And the room is exited from the lifts. So I don't know. They obviously couldn't get an office to rent out for one day. Uh, Striker sends Zero, now named the young Asian gentleman, to take out a bulk of the guards, which he does using superpowered gun cutting. Yeah. Um, he seemed like they hired him because he looked like he could be cool and do gun stuff. Yeah. Um, it's an alright moment. Can't complain. Uh, Victor runs up the side of the building for no reason as Fred punches a tank, <laughs> firing barrel, for, for uh for so hard that the tank explodes. Yeah. I'm not sure what Fred's powers are supposed to be. Well, I guess.
0: I don't know what the. Uh, Late on, he turns into blobs. So I don't know what blobs' power set is.
1: The Blob in the comics, is able to root himself to the ground, because he's known as the oh. immovable blob. Oh. So he's like yeah. all dense and heavy and stuff. I don't remember him being able to punch tanks Thanks. to explode. I know. I assume that he
0: put his hand in the tank. The guy fired the tank. And somehow he blocked yeah. the.
1: Yeah, it still has to. I don't, be, I don't know how that works either. I, I assume it was that too. but you just make don't it... know. Yeah. Shouldn't that just? It should. He's not immune to damage. <laughs> he gets knocked out later. Spoilers. Yeah. So. So, like, should his hand be just at the very least? It was. Ruined? It was more. Someone had an idea. Hmm. Let's let him put his hand in the tank bowel. And... <laughs> um, how fake did the the muscle suit look here? Because <laughs> he's he's wearing a muscle suit for this and a fat suit for later.
0: The fat suit looks, ter- to it yeah, looks yeah. terrible. It looks terrible.
1: He does. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting that they cast somebody who's really small in the first place because <laughs> he's quite svelte in real life. Um, uh, Victor runs up. God knows what Victor's doing as well. What is he He runs up the top of the building, just sits up there, and does nothing. Um, cut off the rest of the team in the lift, which is stupid. I mean, why take a lift? Go up the stairs. Uh the guy at these desk just uses a massive and emergency stop button. <laughs> I didn't laugh at that. I was <laughs> just <lying>. lo- <laughs> <He's> located like located <laughs> on his desk to stop the lift. Um convenient next to him. Uh as he seems to team on the a CCTV setup that's also on his desk. And I think why did he have an escape plan? It's quite oh, a bit of something, else, but what's not game? Why, why do not just get up and leave? There's an <laughs> entire building; you can go on down the stairs, <sighs> go on anywhere. Maybe that's what Victor was there for. But even then, uh, why not have the button cut the life light cables and drop the lift in emergencies if he thinks he's that much trouble? <laughs> he could try killing them. That's what I do as a villain, anyway. Um, anyway, Bradley is instructed to move the lift again, and it starts to progress up. Once at the top of the building, Wade deflects automatic fire from all of the diamond checkers in the office hallway, uh, killing them before striker approaches and asks about a chunk of rock on his desk. He directs them to a small village far inland three days from here. So we've added three Mm. days to the timeline. So it must be March 4th, 1969. Um, While the killing when you could have easily found a guy alone and asked him. Just walk in and ask, just contact him somehow. I mean, I understand maybe they're worried they'll fight back. If they f- shoot them first, then fight back. Yeah. But like, they're only after a lump of metal. They let him live, from what I can tell. Um, what are Wolverine and Victor doing? So far, they've done no. nothing. Except Victor who ran up a, hit, a building. I mean, it explains why Wolverine's not wearing any gear. Because he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm dumbfounded at this point already. Uh, in a great transition, we arrive at the village. It's really, one of the things I really liked it was that this camera uh. turns from him putting down the oh. junk of metal or handing it to someone, and then they're suddenly there uh. in the in the village. I thought that was a really nice sort of camera trickery. We uh, he's interrogating um, a man from the village uh, in their native tongue I haven't looked up what the native tongue oh. is for, for that region so I apologise um, they threaten his and the villagers' lives and Wade is translating which means Wade is useful for more yeah. than just killing people and apparently he talks a lot he makes like one joke in the lift yeah. and that's it yeah. um, <laughs> uh, they threaten him and the villagers and before things go completely to pot, Logan eventually steps in, preventing Victor from killing a random villager. After a confrontation with Victor, Logan quits the team, walking into the woods, tossing his dog tags to the side as he does. Jimmy, Jimmy, Victor calls in a non-Canadian accent.
0: He's not Canadian anymore. No, he? over well, hundreds years of like.
1: Well, he, he's not Canadian, and and Hugh Jackman is Australian. Yeah. And ironically the only Canadian in the scene is, is Wade Wilson. Or Deadpool, as he's soon best known, or Ryan Reynolds as he's actually <laughs> known. Um so uh Um So what do you think of this opening section where we're introduced to this crack you team. You i would, I would have liked to seen
0: more of this crack team. Yeah. Instead of this like, like one Because it literally it feels like it doesn't really serve anything at all.
1: We haven't even mentioned who I am. He just teleports beyond the desk. But
0: it doesn't feel like it's so anything. It's just to like get, to introduce you to Adamantium, like yeah. not They don't even say what Callie was in. It's just like it just feels like it's just to set Logan to quit the team. Like Instead of spending maybe twenty minutes with his team, getting to know them. seeing them do proper yeah. action. They're first introduced to each other. Like oh, we're going to get onto the Logan <laughs> side of this as well. We just felt like it was this. It was this putting it for no reason. Like, you could have easily done without this scene, like, realistically, like...
1: I mean, the bits of it can be explained. Like, they do need to explain yeah. the adamantium side of yeah. things. And why did Wolverine no longer be part of the team I later, think... you, know, you know? But, <laughs> if you're going to have it there, fit it out a bit more, yeah. Um, or, have less members. <laughs> like, two or three would have done. Yeah. Like... On top of Logan and Victor. Um, anyway... Uh, Canadian Rockies six years later so we're assuming it's uh, March 1975 and we'll assume it's the third again because what the hell on a house in the mountains above the clouds a topless Logan walks out into the morning light a brunette lady steps out behind him in nothing but his shirt why are you up so early she asks he doesn't answer (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, then a few seconds later, she's driving him to work uh, that morning in the pickup. Logan is working as a lumberjack. I, I was going to look into lumberjack operations during this period, but I couldn't really find anything. So, um,
0: I'm sorry, it's not saying i to, <laughs> to keep a record of anything. Anyway. Yeah,
1: it's it's like were there any companies yeah. operating at this time? That were Probably. Working? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of lot of trees yeah. there. uh Later in Springfield, Ohio, this looks like it might be the place that is known as Snyder Park in Springfield, Ohio I could be wrong at the carnival a young couple play games and walk around looking at attractions they approach a checked out Bradley who has set up a stand in the, uh, at the show where you have to turn off a light bulb which thanks to his powers is rigged uh, the boyfriend calls him a freak after the bulb bursts in his hand and we see the young girl look back as they leave she's really recognisable um, I think she's gone on to do some other yeah. things. I did try and look into her who she was, but uh, I, it wasn't super relevant. Uh, but the the way she's looking back at him looks like it makes it look like she's going to be a key part of a very small scene that, later. That's what I
0: thought was going to happen. Like she was like maybe there was something that was
1: cut out, but it's probably just misdirection because it definitely doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's weird. Um, uh, it kind of comes; it's highlights this, the film's odd structure issues as well. Uh, next, we join him, Bradley, in his trailer, relaxing in his home. His home full of toys and light bulbs. I like the set did, for huh? the trailer here, like him sitting there and everything kind of moving yeah. when he moves around and the lights lighting up whenever. There's there's almost a magical moment in the set design there where you know he's he's no longer working for these violent people and he's. Just gone into an early I'm retirement. quite sorry for the character. Sort of, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he was coded to be a bit depressed as well. Like yeah. He's just like, I'm doing carnival tricks. <laughs> um, but it was that sweet piece of set yeah. dressing. And and in interviews about it, it, it's supposed to represent him kind of being a bit more childlike mm. and, and stuff. So um, I, I really appreciate the set. Um out of the blue he gets the knocks at the door. He tells them the show's over whatever that means. Mm. Before a couple of other bangs. He's greeted by Victor who menaces him. He says he said nothing about what they did. He always thought it would come it would be Wade to come knocking. Mm. Before Victor kills him off screen for some reason.
0: I, think, I this part makes no sense to me, well. I can I kinda they Christian one of these well we like oh, we kill this mm. but
1: it just doesn't. The, I think murder it didn't need to be a murder for the plot point, but I think what's meant to be happening is explained later. He's not the only character killed off screen, yeah. um, but I think it more ties in with what they're doing yeah. overall than as a setup for, yeah. for Logan. But they kind of use it as a setup for yeah. Logan. Cut to Logan working, uh, waking with a war. He notices that his lady friend in the doorway. Uh, in nothing but bedsheets is alarmed she asks if it was the wars and which ones <laughs> he says all of them because of course um he sees a scratch on her arm which is way too cl- the claw marks are way too close together for being his claws because they're, they're like tiny yeah. and his hands are pretty big and the way the claws come out they couldn't he couldn't have caught her so they didn't really th- I, they should have used the prop to kind of figure out where it goes. Not that they apparently used the prop. We'll get to that later. Um, But it doesn't seem to have been his clause. Um, uh, It says, uh, he doesn't say anything about the dream when she asks him. And she jokes that they need new sheets. Again. Uh, Cut to a lumber mill. (laughs) Wolverine is working as a jeep arrives carrying Striker and Zero. In a confrontation, Zero shoots the tip of Logan's cigar <laughs> and they have a alpha male off for some reason. All this posturing oh. sort of moment, yeah. know. hands Logan a newspaper. There's no date, I checked. It does feature a really lazy picture of Bradley on set, not not from the carnival, not like a picture they've got from file, just him from the filming yeah. of that previous scene. <laughs> it's kind of like that, you know. And um, on his circus sideshow stand, uh, he's called a circus freak, even though he wasn't part of the freak-style attractions. He was just doing a a, a a light bulb show, light bulb sort of trick, or or like it was meant to be a game, whatever. Uh, according to Striker, someone is hunting the old team, and they've taken out Wade as well, which we never see, obviously. Striker says his country needs him. But Logan points out he's Canadian. I'm
0: Canadian, Bob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that?
0: I'm Canadian, Bob.
1: Was that Bob? Bob. Bob. Bob Bob. Okay. <laughs> it's important also to point out the programme that made him Wolverine It was also Canadian, I think. So, technically, Striker should be Canadian yeah. too. Um... Anyway, Logan drives. So, if he said if he is Canadian, then his country does need him. Uh, anyway, Logan drives off. Later at school, Logan picks up his girlfriend, Miss Kayla or Miss Silverfox. The kids mention her as both names. Yeah. Uh, it's odd that they'd call her Miss Kayla. That usually kids in schools just use the last names, right?
0: So. Yeah. Why well, over here? I don't know. Maybe is different.
1: Maybe it's different. But you know, I understand why they've put it in there just so you know, people can kind of geek out. Yeah. Oh, it's that character, because it's not clear who this character is. She has some powers. It's revealed later, but it's not super key to what's going on, except for one plot point.
0: Well, It doesn't really. As well, it's just weird because it kind of like I guess
1: what they call it when it
0: like it's kind of a bit of a loophole because she could have done something before. Mm. Like you know, <laughs> with a power set. Like
1: on the drive home, Logan explains. Stryker turned up, and says it's because he's the best there is at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice. And he's sort of correct, as in the film so far, he's done nothing. <laughs> as part of that team, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, uh... or even fight anyone. And he, and he stopped Victor from hurting someone. If anything, even Bradley did more damage. <laughs> Wolverine literally did nothing in all the scenes yeah. we've seen him in. The only Wolverine that's done any damage so far was Kid Wolverine. Yeah. And we don't even know if that guy was killed. So, so far, Wolverine's pretty Damn. tame. Um, anyway. Wait a minute. Also, if according to the Wolves of Mutant Abilities, as covered in X-Men 2, Mutant Abilities are transmitted down the male side, and Logan and Victor are both healers, shouldn't their dad also have the same ability? So he probably didn't even kill that guy. Anyway, so far, Logan hasn't done anything. Down the road, two men are chatting in the middle of the road. Logan beeps to ask them to pass, and gets out to ask nicely. Before the bigger of the two drivers throws a punch, Logan catches. Uh, Kayla convinces them to drive away. How big was that guy? Massive. Because lo- like Hugh Jackman is like six yeah. three, I think. So that guy must have be been at least six yeah.
0: seven. I said he's on camera tricks.
1: Ness. <laughs> but like I know Wolverine's supposed to be short, but he's never depicted as short. short. His height goes up and down all over the place. Um. Next, back home, we cut to the poorly written, nonsensical scene in the film. The worst one, which says a lot, actually. (laughs) As Kayla randomly asks Hugh Jackman why the moon is so lonely. It's like, it cuts to her, why is the moon so lonely? And he's like, I I, I don't know. (laughs) And then she recounts an old story about a love affair between the moon and Keikuatsu or the Wolverine. Mm. This scene is truly odd and feels like the most clunky way to give the Wolverine his name. <laughs> now, Keikoatsu, the name Wolverine, comes from Old English diminutive uh, of the word wolf. However, French name for Wolverine, uh, Kekaju, uh, which is sometimes used in older English texts, was borrowed from the Anglican Indian names for the animal, mm-hmm. such as Meekim name uh, Ke- Ke- Kawaju or the Inu name Kekuatsu but it's written differently than it is in the film K-U-E-K-U-A-T-S-H-E-U so if you read it it sounds like Kekuatsu yeah. but it's a slightly different yeah. pronunciation um, I'm so sorry Native <laughs> uh, American folklore uh, Wolverines most often play the roles of bullies or antisocial trickster characters, among the Innu people of of uh, Labrador or Quebec, Wolverine is a more benign trickster transformer, who shapes Earth and helps the people as well as entertaining them with his socially inappropriate misadventures. So he's kind of more of a Loki key character. I guess the
0: wa- I guess Wolverine doesn't really suit Wolverines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it, like he's more named after the animal. animal. Yeah. Uh, the Alaskan uh, Athabascans ad- admire wolverines for their strength and tenacity, and some Athabascan tribes use wolverine teeth as a charm on baby baskets.
0: Oh, hey, Charming.
1: In uh, some tribes of Northern California, wolverines are considered lucky animals. They feature in legends as successful gamblers, and seeing a wolverine is a sign of good fortune to come.
0: You don't get attacked by
1: they're they're not as vicious yeah. as they sound, and they're smaller than a wolf, I think. Although I wouldn't want to be in a fight with an <laughs> angry Wolverine. I wouldn't want to be in a fight with an angry Badger than a Wolverine. Um, I've provided links to where where I've read that up though. So, um, it's it's interesting. <clears throat> Even Hugh makes fun of it in the scene. I'm not saying Wolverine making fun of it. <laughs> I I'm seeing that scene, and that is Hugh Jackman tending to people mm. taking the piss out of what's being said there. what he says something really, really ridiculous when she says Keikoatsu he says cuckoo cuckoo. Okay. Or oh yeah. Like. Ugh. Uh, the, the probable next day we don't quite know how long it's been. Uh, cut to Logan logging as Kayla drives down the road. She's confronted by Victor standing in the street. She just stops her car. He approaches her menacingly and Digs his claws into the hood of a, a van. Uh, Wolverine senses him uh, and finds a Wolverine head in the bushes. That's so random. Yeah, it's not like I mean, if this is meant to be a, a thing that that Victor's planted, it's not like he knew him as Wolverine Doesn't because mean, yeah. he hasn't taken the name yet. So he's just randomly killed a Wolverine. Um, he sees claw mark in the tree and rushes to find her. Eventually he stumbles upon her car and then her body covered in blood in the trees nearby. After checking her pulse he howls oh. at the sky. Yeah. So what do you think so far? We've been introduced to this random woman. Seems nice enough. Yeah. She's been killed off. Wolverine's been logging. He's been approached by Striker. Come back to us. Somebody's killing the team. It's all nonsensical.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Really. So- it feels like I don't know. It feels like this. I guess because they, they were going for that character moment, like trying to have Logan like be like a like family guy, but it doesn't really feel like it's part of this movie. Like
1: it, like it's like loads of scenes that don't quite all yeah. connect well enough together. <laughs> Especially that scene where she's describing the myth. Yeah. I could see a different scene with the same context, mm. but it just doesn't work <laughs> and and it's it, I don't think it's like I, say, I think it's just the way it's been put together yeah. more than anything um, and you don't really see a connection between the two actors they have no chemistry no they've just hired a relatively yeah. pretty looking person, but I think it's just a way the, of the script like is what that? they've yeah. done. Um, well, she seems to get better later okay. so she's, she's clearly got something there but it just doesn't work between the two of them um, but like, that's indicative of every scene so far it's like <laughs> the, this thing, this happened and then this yeah. other thing is happening and it stars this character but he, he doesn't seem yeah. the same it's very strange um So we cut to Victor at the bar in a barn. I don't know if that's a Canadian thing. Yeah, job insurance. Uh, yeah, a bar barn. <laughs> a a bar, bar barn bar. A barn bar. <laughs> Scratching a little smiley face into the bar. The barkeep asks, that it says, you're not from around here, are you? And he's like, what What gave yeah. it away? Like, I don't know. In fact, you got dirty nails. Um, before we hear Logan approach... Victor asks if they have insurance. And Logan walks in. The patrons flee as he pulls out his claws and they have a fight. You
0: know, what I was hoping for this scene, though, I was hoping that you'd get it. I always see him flying through the door. I was
1: hoping he'd smash up the bar. Yeah, that whole notion of insurance. Do you have insurance? No. Oh, sorry. Then nothing happens to the bar anyway. It's fine. Um, the Logan walks in, they get the claws out. Logan and Victor run at each other. With a scream, Victor turning to his patented all force bound. Uh, Victor hits a spear, forcing Logan outside, <laughs> before Samoan drop, overhead flip-tossing <laughs> Logan into a stack of logs. Logan gets up quickly, but is hit with claw attacks to the face and chest, and side, before being flung overhead again. <laughs> this is one major thing. It's <laughs> his sack of shit, <laughs> <laughs> fall-away slam. Um and Logan striking the front of a log carrying tractor thing. Uh, Victor tells Logan to stay down, but they fight some more. Logan's stabbing Victor in the shoulder, Victor mostly doing the same mm. to Logan. Logan then stacks to Victor in the gut before tossing him over. It. Victor lands on a stack of logs which he easily kicks onto Logan, who stands <laughs> there and just lets them fall on him. He then tosses Logan into the path of a passing semi-truck which doesn't stop to see if the man he hit is okay.
0: fine? This
1: is another Canadian. This is the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> just the Wolverine. So we've got some drilling going on. Hopefully it's not too bad. I was hoping he'd start a bit later than this. I want to see if this is being picked up. It's not too bad. I feel it vibrating a bit. <laughs> now that one was you.
0: It's all trying to get us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with his farts by the sounds of him. Um Logan gets up quickly. He's hit with Claudex in the face chest. There we go. Logan then stabs Victor in the gut before tossing him overhead. Victor lands on a stack of legs. Logs fall on Logan. Um, He just chucked into the truck. I'm just catching up with myself Mm. at this point. Victor then stops on Logan's bone claws, breaking them, and leaves. He's a bang! You're done, boy. Hospital. Question mark. Doctors. They snip open Logan's top and find no wounds. Logan quickly springs to life grabbing a surgeon asking where is he? (laughs) in his best Batman impersonation Stryker turns up before Logan kicks off making a deal with Logan under duress to give him tools to kill Victor a brief chopper ride Logan is at the tank of water covered in marker pen tattoos as he's prepared for his procedure I have to say that again Logan is covered in marker pen tattoos as he's prepped prepared, prepped Where? for his procedure. Trust me, I've been through worse, uh, he says to the assistant. No, you haven't, she retorts. Stryker explains the metal compound adamantium. Wolverine asks for new dog tags and asks them to say Wolverine. So he's now officially Wolverine. And so the operation is paused for the length of time it takes to manufacture new dog tags. (laughs) Because he asks before, while he's lying in the tank, of liquid. And then we see the manufacturer of the dog tags and they read Wolverine 45825243T75A. Wolverine waits even longer, getting even more wrinkly in the water, as we wait for some generals to arrive. Because we see their chopper arrive. So the the, the pacing of all this is out of sync. Like oh, just put him in the put him yeah. in there. He's prepped for surgery. Yeah, okay. We're gonna go make some dog tags now. Um. Finally, Stryker explains the procedure. To create Weapon Ten, they will bond liquid adamantium to Logan's bones, and that's it. They they get some needles filled with it the metal is injected at multiple points and we get flashes of the film so far back memories of all the best best parts of this film (laughs) so far Wolverine going through the procedure eventually dies briefly after some moments Wolverine's heart buzzes back into life and Stryker tells his assistant to wipe his mind which Wolverine somehow heard while underwater causing him to struggle and burst out of the tank Zero shoots him in the head, which he shrugs off like nothing, before escaping nude and leaping off the dam. It's the dam from two, I assume. I feel like the whole hearing part underwater... I couldn't... It makes... There, very little sense. I know his senses are heightened, so maybe... But he's
0: underwater. Uh, Trying to hear underwater is a lot harder than... Anyway, like... Even if his senses were heightened, he's underwater in a glass container. Like...
1: Maybe it's just coincidental. I understand F it
0: understand because he, he needs to escape, otherwise he'd be like, but is this... <laughs> no. <And
1: I'm... laughs> yeah. Is it, may, like I say, maybe it's just coincidental. Um, after a few moments, uh, Zero is told to hunt him down and take his head off. Yep. An old couple drive up uh, an old pickup up the roads of Canada. Arriving at their farm, they glance a nude man and running across their farmland and into their barn. That was quite funny, though, was <laughs> <laughs> Travis... She exclaims, I think there's a naked man in the barn. <laughs> yup. Travis walks in and approaches Logan, crouching in the corner.
0: I tell him now. You're not on
1: the <laughs> drugs, are you? <laughs> the couple invite Logan in and give him some clothes. His son's clothes, yeah. he says. While in the bathroom, Logan finds out he has the power to summon a new set of Looney Tunes cartoon claws from his knuckles. Neat. <laughs> Um, he quickly uses them to ruin their bathroom by cutting up their sink and radiator somehow we've ended up in a slapstick scene from Paddington Mm. the first live action film Mm. Uh, he then brings in half the sink to the dinner table he's instructed just to pop it down and take a seat
0: I'll pay for that promise
1: Um, they have a strange conversation where they tell him to sleep in the barn next morning Wolverine meets with Travis and crushes his bike under his newly added weight So, I I looked into how heavy Hugh Jackman is. (laughs) Surprisingly, this is stored on the internet, like everything else. He's estimated between 195 and 205 pounds. So, uh, we have to sunk the bike as much as he has. We can assume maybe he's doubled in weight.
0: That probably makes sense with a metal. Uh,
1: So, how is he able to move without struggling and being exhausted all the time? Mm 'Cause his muscle mass hasn't compensated no. to he isn't physically heavier in any other point. And we can see that he jumps and flies oh. pretty well later on. Which we'll get into. I still wonder how heavy would how heavy would he be though? How heavy would
0: he be if you're molding a metal to a skeleton.
1: Like how how is the bones coping with the extra weight? If he if Adamantium I can understand if it's coated the bones in a very thin layer oh. and it's unbreakable, therefore the layer the depth, the thickness, isn't important. So let's imagine it's just kind of coating all of the bones. If it's really thin, then it sh- and it's a light metal. It, should be, yeah. it shouldn't make him heavier, which would explain why he can jump and run and stuff. Yeah. But if it is heavier, then everything should always be heavy. Yeah. He should be changed. He should be able, to, shouldn't be able to move. That like his bones should be tearing yeah. away from his muscles because. Anyway, um, so let's assume that it's a sight gag, and we'll just gloss over it. Uh, he offers to give him the bike for a ride, and the wife comes in with some breakfast. Uh, but shock! Both of the kindly strangers are, sh- are shot suddenly by a long-distance snipering shot from zero. Striker orders an airstrike on the accompanying chopper uh, from the accompanying chopper on the barn and Zero celebrates too soon even though he knew Logan couldn't die I was
0: thinking that actually like, he just
1: made it like he was trying to blow him up like. <laughs> uh, Logan bursts through the barn doors on the chopper the bike chopper yeah. uh, and the chopper the air chopper chases as Zero tells them to shoot knowing it will do nothing um, Logan rides the chopper through the woods ends up on the road flanked by bikers and vans out of nowhere He takes out one gunner on the top of a van before using his claws to uh, to 180 the bike. Like He pops his claws in the ground and turns the bike round in a cool action scene. Uh, As he's shot at, he slices into the side of one car causing it to flip sideways in turn causing Zero to scream and the pilot to fly up. Um, Despite the fact uh, why he waited, I don't know because he was flying directly at the van when it was driving normally so he was (laughs) going to need to fly up and out of the way anyway Um, Logan then hops onto the second van abandoning his new bike and riding the uh, resulting explosion caused by another rocket from the chopper and flying through the air at the chopper itself the helicopter using his claws again to remove several uh, of the helicopter blades somehow in the ensuing crash Zero survives pinned by something maybe he's just broken his back Uh, and in the wreckage he taunts Logan but not before Logan has a chat with Stryker Logan using his claws sets a light to the chopper and Zero is blown up only the second of Logan's victims as he dramatically walks away hair hair looking wonderful explosion behind him the classic explosion walk away um, so what do you think I think we should address the elephant in the room which is the the, the metal claw reveal scene
0: <laughs> it looks so hokey
1: it's like how how fake do you think like they are they, they, the way they interact with each other
0: they look a bit fake
1: I don't remember looking at fake in the other X-Men so
0: I don't really they've used
1: actual props in the other X-Men that little thing where oh. you can hold onto it and the claws come through the knuckles. Why aren't you using this
0: one? Though? Is it too expensive? Was it like?
1: I think they even had them in some scenes.
0: Was it fun they could do a better job doing CGI? I don't know. Uh,
1: it's and, and it's rushed CGI clearly because it does look like it's like a two D. Yeah, it, I, it doesn't look like. There's no depth to it. It's the way like the
0: acting is pretty easy to have the pop there as well because you can sort of like mm. play off it a bit more a CGI. Just like.
1: It's like the way the light hits on it. Yeah. There's no shadow on his hands. It's lit completely differently yeah. from the rest of the room, and his arm yeah. and the the, way the sparks that yeah. come off them. Then they don't seem to be touching yeah. each other. Um, and then you see him again when he's using them on the ground. Huh. They're less obvious in that scene, but it's blatant in the bathroom yeah. scene. Um. So they the, he's he's been abducted or he's gone away. And had the Elementary Madd and he's met these kindly yeah. farm people and now he's killed one of the original team members. Now this is the first time he's killed somebody. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. Like the pilot as well, I suppose. Two people. Um so how do you what do you think of the action scene so far?
0: I don't think actually maybe is I've actually like I don't think the action scene was that impressive really. It was just like,
1: ah. it feels reminiscent slightly of the two scenes in, I think, mostly Last Stand mm-hmm. when they when there's an attack on the yeah. convoy. Like they love doing scenes where convoys are, or people are driving down roads. Maybe they've got access to a road that they can constantly film scenes on for action scenes.
0: Maybe. Um, convoy scenes.
1: Yeah, The you know, it's last Stand where Magneto yeah destroys everything. And that, like, way less action, but way cooler. You know, way less going on. Mm. Um, like, I, I can see what they were trying for. Uh, what I would have loved to have seen is not him not use his claws, but him just cannonball yeah. off the back of that second van.
0: See, I thought he could do that because I, I forgot. I thought he'd be like, and he just goes straight into the chopper. we're like, yeah.
1: Or, or even hit the blades yeah. and the blades just crumble on him because he's made of metal now. All of his bones are. Um, that would have been funny, at least. Um, a bit of a waste of the Zero character. but
0: uh, All the it, characters are wasted. Oh, yeah, all, all of the characters are kind of...
1: Just wasted. ...talk and behave very stupidly as well. Um, we cut back to Stryker. A doctor friend is telling him the only way they'll kill Logan is... Using an adamantium bullet, we'll put a pin in that for now. Adamantium bullet, uh, random shot of Logan on the bike, cut back yeah. to striker, assuring his superior that it will be sorted before a subordinate tells him they have found the young mutant. Cut to a school somewhere, we don't know where. I did try looking it up. There was a team, uh, uh Malcolm football. You know, college or school team uh, displayed like trophies and stuff called the Falcons. Um, but that's a pretty generic name. I couldn't find if it was a specific Falcons team. It's probably made up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the school, a boy called Summers is in the middle of a Spanish class. He says he's got a migraine. He's wearing glasses. Just normal red glasses. Not something that would yeah. stop the light coming out of his eyes. But uh, This is Meant to be Scott Summers, but they never say Scott. Again, it gives them a bit of leeway, I oh, suppose. Yeah. But he's got the same powers, so it's definitely Scott Summers. Uh, he's told off for having a migraine in class and given uh, detention. Sometime later, Logan is riding his bike from from Canada, all the way to Las Vegas. As far as I'm aware, that's quite a long way. So God knows how long it's been.
0: It'd be, yeah, that'd be like. At least five, six days, maybe. We're not look
1: Um. He's chatting. He gets to Las Vegas and he chats to his friend William, in his club, bar thing about what's happened. I mean, will I am. Um. What's his name in this? I can't remember. Flash can't remember. Blink. was I Blink. No, he has a normal name. Yeah, I thought. He was yeah, up. it's like something like John or something. Mm. Um. Logan finds out. That the team. Do you want to do the impersonation of the line?
0: Oh he says. Uh, uh. Can't see that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need glasses. I do. I'm Logan. Hunt our own king Logan. We hunted our own I'm kind king. Logan. <laughs> Which is apparently worse than the murder of normal people. <laughs> like, just just taking in mutants is, is more of a crime to mutants than murdering anybody. Uh, Logan needs to know where Stryker and Victor are, so they talk to another old friend, Fred. Uh, Fred has put on a few pounds, and in an awkward scene has become the blob, yeah. which is an excuse for a bad comedy fight scene. Uh, Fred lets Logan know that Victor and Stryker will be at the island. Working together, which, like, well, duh. Um, Meanwhile, back at the school, Victor stalks Summers during detention. How this detention is enforced when no teacher is around, and the building is apparently empty of any other students, I don't know. After a brief and destructive chase, Victor and Stryker abduct the boy, and Victor is given the task of handling Mm -hmm. Loken. Logan and Will, I am, head to a new on uh, new. Uh, I don't know why I said new online in this script here. <laughs> head to uh, New Orleans. Okay. Must have typo uh, on my phone. <laughs> to talk to Remy Labou or Gambit in a bar on Bourbon Street. Wolverine chats to, uh, uh, chats at a man doing a card tricks uh, at a poker table. This is one of the worst. <laughs> Will I Am is the worst thing to happen in this film and that's pretty impressive, quite frankly. Like they walk in, they see Gambit doing the card tricks yes. and the card goes flipping through the air and mm. Gambit catches it from behind. They, they see him and Will I Am just goes, That's cool. That's cool.
0: <laughs> when he can like just blink around like, and yeah, he feels... like,
1: it's, like it's, it's almost like the the producers need to explain to us the characters supposed to be cool. Yeah. And they they've got another character to just literally tell us you need to think of this guy as a cool guy now. He's, like, he's
0: cool. That's it.
1: and it's the way he says it, it's so bad. It's like he's doing a read from an advert.
0: <laughs> if one like, of these put will I am in it is because it's will I am they're like give it some more credibility and based on what like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, Will I Am is gonna give it a load of credibility. Doesn't didn't I'm not sure if it's Will I Am. No, it's it's definitely somebody else. I'm thinking of Michael F. Sean probably. Because they're both from very similar sounding groups, and obviously there's a couple of time periods between the two of them. But i was thinking about why Caffyn was commit fraud against the the people of. Um. I don't know. I can't remember. It will come to me. It's not relevant. I'll cut no, this out. <laughs> fuck it. Um. No, leave it in. No, sure. Apparently Victor visited Fred too, as in the conversation out back, when Victor somewhat uh, comes up to William, and they have a little fight. Um, he mentions that he visited huh. Fred, and that's how he knows where he is. Yeah. Which means Victor's killed Fred off screen. Guess so. Maybe until Victor attacks and easily kills him by grabbing his. Uh, spine mid telesport.
0: I this wonder why would you try and fight this guy? Like like you just you could just teleport around like just why would you try and fight it this makes no sense. Why would you try and fight this guy like
1: Um It's an interesting a uh, sounding visual. Yeah. Because they don't show you anything. No. They're not even grabbing by the spine. Um but yeah it's a dumb the whole thing's dumb. Apparently before he leaves he tells Wolverine Apparently, don't dogs kill cats? Oh. <laughs> which isn't a phrase at all. I was thinking why, because
0: like, because it's it's meant to be like yes, but it was like don't dogs kill
1: cats? Like... Don't, don't dogs fight with cats? Yeah. Or, uh, killed know, dogs, they killed dogs, wasn't it? They was killed, wasn't it? Yeah, it's do dog. I've never seen a dog kill a cat, but okay, maybe it's an American thing. I don't know. A few moments later, because Gambit is a moron with an awful inconsistent accent. Second bad accent in this film. Uh, Logan is launched through a wall for asking about the island. Mm. After recovering, Logan spots Victor collecting blood from the fallen body of Will. Mm. Now, important to note that Will is completely spotless while he's lying on the floor, despite the fact that Victor had his arm through him and he tore out his spy. Spot, yeah. uh, So that's interesting. Uh, before Gambit should be, uh, who should be fleeing, by the way, because he's trying to escape. I was, thinking, I was thinking that, I was like, what? This makes no sense, like... Uh, or have also recognised Victor, because, it's hmm. because he was asking about Victor. He apparently knows him, so shouldn't he see Victor in the distance and know what's going on suddenly? Um, can finish a monologue. Logan elbows him out cold, and they get to fight number two with Victor and Logan. It doesn't last long, because Gambit recovers quite quickly, he runs across some roofs, and out of nowhere attacks both men hmm. at once. But lets Victor escape... And fights the man he's trying to escape from for some reason, I, I, just so they can have a all right looking fight scene. It's probably what probably the best fight scene because all the Wolverine and Victor ones are really brief and they're yeah. just then running at each other, and then clawing each other one or two. Even the Gambit
0: one's a bit hokey when he's running up the wall with a stick. Oh, God,
1: no, trust me, like up until that point, it's all right. Yeah, then, yeah,
0: yeah. Then it gets to that point, you're like, oh. Um,
1: So eventually, he's on a fire escape. Oh, yes. (laughs) And Logan uses his claws uh, in a chuckle-fuck sort of cartoon routine to drop the Cajun to ground level. Like He just claws, 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 claws claws at the ladders, and somehow that makes them all fall down, and it's still being held up, so if the bolt's at the top and it's holding him up still, why is it dropping to begin with? I don't know. Um, And eventually, he falls down, and Wolverine Pins him against the wall and says, Look, Listen, fuckface, <laughs> I'm going to go off and kill everybody you hate, and you're going to help me get there. And he's like, Oh, you're going to kill everybody? Okay, deal. Uh, you know. So they, t- they take him to the island. Uh, Pinning that for later as well. They, they deal to kill everyone. Um, on the island, we see a small boy with different colored eyes standing in a plastic box. Mm. It's meant to be cold storage, but it's really obvious it's not. It's like really fake, no. pretend ice. Uh, the general asks Stryker if this is weapon XI or 11. Uh, it'll have all their strengths and none of their weaknesses. And they talk about the situation. And Stryker murders the general to keep his funding. <laughs> some, oh, In some scene, uh, a light aircraft, uh, Gambit... Uh, it, well, let's go back. In the next scene... In a light aircraft, Gambit's accent drifts through several areas before the pair arrive at the island. He, <laughs> he goes from like almost Scottish at one point, then and American, and then suddenly he realizes he's Canadian, like Cajun. So he has to start doing the Cajun accent again.
0: The actor's like, "You've got to do Gambit's accent. Please <laughs> make sure you do Gambit's accent." <laughs> you know I can do evil. He's like, "Mon ami." Like I think
1: they only hired him so because he could do some card tricks. Probably, probably. Um, so, um, oh, microphone. The light aircraft, that drifts over the island, and Gamp points down and says, Three Mile Island." It, three Mile Island is quite well known. Why don't you just tell them it was Three Mile Island <laughs> and then leave? Anyway, so Three Mile Island. I've put a little link to a, an interesting YouTube video that talks about the Three Mile mm-hmm. Island event. Three Mile Island. Uh, accident was a partial meltdown of reactor number two of the Three Mile Island Nuclear Generating Station TMI-2 in Dauphin Country, uh, County Pennsylvania near near Heringsburg and subsequent radiation leak that occu- uh, occurred on March 28th 1979 so this must be just after uh, March 28th yeah. 1979 so we've pushed our timeline forward a few more yeah. years um, Over that, which has been taking a very long time for all this to happen. Maybe it took a long time for Wolverine to drive. In the most significant accident in the U.S. commercial nuclear power plant history, on the seven-point international nuclear event scale, the incident was rated as a five, as an accident with nu- uh, with wider consequences. The accident began with failures in the non-nuclear secondary system, followed by stuck-open pilot-operated relief valve in the primary system. This allowed large amounts of nuclear reactor coolant to escape. The mechanical failures were compounded by the initial failure of plant operators to recognise the situation as a loss of coolant accident due to inadequate training and human factors, such as human-computer interaction design oversights, relating to the ambiguous control room indicators in the power plant's user interface. The idea that they didn't even design the the indicators on their reactor to explain what it meant. Uh, In particular, a hidden indicator light uh, LED uh, to an operator manually overriding the automatic emergency cooling system of the reactor because the operator mistakenly believed that there was too much coolant water present in the reactor and causing the steam pressure to release. The accident crystallized anti-nuclear safety concerns among activists and the general public and resulted in new regulations for the nuclear industry. It has been cited as a contributor to the decline of new nuclear reactor construction program, a slowdown that was already underway in the 70s partial meltdown resulted in release of radioactive gases and radioactive iodine into the environment. Anti-nuclear movement uh, activists expressed worries that regional health effects from the accident. However, epidemiological studies analysing the rate of cancer in and around the area since the accident determined there was not a substantially significant increase in the rate and thus no causal connection Linking the accident with these cancers had been substantiated. Cleanup started in august nineteen seventy nine and officially ended december nineteen ninety three with a total cleanup cost of about one billion dollars. Over that much time though. So it sounds more than it could have been. Stryker keeps mutants where no one would dare to go because the radio action might turn them into freaks. Okay. Is what Garrett says. Which Wolverine says, well, like you. It's my Wolverine impersonation. Thank you. Uh, Wolverine exits the plane at height and sneaks into the facility as Stryker's team operates on weapon 11. He approaches Stryker, who has been expecting him, and Stryker explained they needed powers for the pool. The Deadpool. He's got all the powers. Bad juggling powers. Juggling powers. Bike powers. Comedy powers. Comedy, yeah. Uh, uh, good marketing and financial understanding powers. Anyway, suddenly, out of nowhere, Wolverine's murdered girlfriend appears. She's a mutant, forced to help, and with the powers of manipulation, or maybe hypnotism, possibly. You see, Wolverine looks
0: shocked in the screen, but
1: you see her because she dealt with him... She used a powers with a He didn't she kinda of covered for it. And it didn't work on him, so he, he didn't feel any effect. I guess. So he, he he probably threw it away as a throwaway line, you know. They have her sister with diamond skin. <laughs> now how Logan didn't smell her before now, I don't know. As Victor watches, she explains she was injected with hydro god damn it. Hydrocothos Hydro Chlorothinazazidine. <laughs> uh, anyway, this drug, C, HCTZ or HCT in the real world, is a diuretic medication often used to treat high blood pressure and swelling due to fluid buildup. Other uses include treating diabetes, insipidus and renal tubular uh, acidosis To and to decrease The risk of kidney stones in those who have high calcium in the uranium. Interesting drugs to be taken, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Belongs to the class of drugs known as diuretics or water pills. And it works by causing you to make more urine. This helps your body get rid of extra salt and water. The medication also reduces extra fluid in the body. Caused by conditions such as heart failure, liver disease, kidney disease. This can lessen the symptoms such as shortness of breath and swelling in your ankles or feet. No. Uh, I don't know, as what a little research I could do did not confirm that it stops your heart to a near crawl so you can fake death. Oh. Um, if this is true, Wolverine is dumb for not checking her breath or wounds. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd think he'd notice if she had any sort of cuts yeah. on her. Her clothes weren't damaged because he just injected her yeah. and she passed out. Uh, Victor, that is. And then he sprayed fake blood on her yeah. or, or an animal's blood, probably the Wolverine's blood, ironically. Um, but then he'd probably spell that that wasn't her blood. Yeah. So Wolverine's no good at being Wolverine. Um, Wolverine walks out having done nothing and Andrew Victor confronts Stryker and grabs Wolverine X, causing her to let out a scream. Mm. Logan returns, and we get Victor fight three. It's brief, and sees Logan refuse to kill Victor. Caleb explains, they have her sister and the mutants. Where's she? (laughs) Who knew about Logan before, but only now cares about. Like Wolverine knew Mm. these mutants were there, but only because she's saying it, does he care enough to rescue them. Mm. I mean maybe he's always been a bit selfish, I don't know. Meanwhile, Striker's team activates Deadpool. I mean weapon eleven. He frees the mutants and tells them to leave with Kada after Logan is confronted by the weapon. It's Wade, apparently. You can't really tell. Because <laughs> of the makeup. With his mouth sealed shut for some reason. And he has katana arm blades. I guess adamantium, I guess, in a way. Possibly. Uh, they fight as the mutants team up to clear out soldiers guarding the facility. Um, Kayla, wounded, stays behind as Logan flees up a steam chimney. Why he does this, I don't know. I don't uh, they just probably thought. Oh, I feel that- like this whole part
0: was just to like get a set piece. Yeah. It does no, feel like, very set piece. That
1: looks really cool up there. Yeah. What if they fought up there? Let's get them up there. Yeah. Meanwhile, the kids flee, guided by an unknown force. As someone tells Kayla's sister to turn left and she, a mutant with near-impossible powers, in a group of other people with near-impossible powers, refuses to believe Summers, likewise, can ever know which way to go. It's like, any of these mutants could have the powers to see where they're going, but I'm not going to believe you. Sorry, it's bothered me a bit. Little Dishina Professor X was guarding him. Meanwhile, Wolverine, who has bravely run away from Weapon X or Weapon Eleven X One X I, uh, Wade Deadpool, uh, goats about his cunning plan until Wade ports up next to him. They fight. Uh, they has a fight, and Logan quickly nearly loses until Victor arrives out of nowhere and saves him. And they fight Weapon X together. It's only Victor's allowed to kill Logan, apparently. Eventually, Logan, having recovered from a near fall, rushes and decapitates Weapon 11. Victor and Logan reconcile as damage from their fight causes the steam stack to collapse. As Logan is about to be crushed at the bottom of the steam stack, Gambit returns out with blue and saves him from being trapped because he's not going to be killed by it. Mm. He would just be stuck there for a few hours. You know, when you said you'd kill everyone, he says, I thought you may have just been exaggerating. And he was. Because Logan kills one person on this trip, put a pin in that, and Logan sees Gambit go off and help the other mutants as he rushes to meet Kayla. So, yeah, he was exaggerating because he didn't kill anyone
0: at all. He just made a chimney
1: check for him. Yeah, was he even do himself? Because it was someone else. <laughs> Here's the best there is at what he does, though. Uh, as he carries Kayla out, Striker strikes, shooting Logan in the back, downing him before shooting him in the head as he rushes at him. Before double tapping him to be sure. Striker then goes to shoot Kayla before she makes him turn and walk until his feet bleed, and then keep walking. Uh, the kids escape and find a chopper, the sky one, with a de-aged Charles appearing out of nowhere to take them away in one of the most comical shots ever put to film. Uh, while t- Why Charles didn't talk in all of the kids' heads at once, I don't know. Because he can do that. Um, and why didn't Charles go to this place before? It? before like... it was just convenient timing. Wait, wait, wait. Um, why didn't they have shadows when they ran towards the helicopter that was oddly floating on top of a really bright, glowy green glass sort of field and what's wrong with his face and I don't Oh, this was the worst. So, like, when you take into account that the claw scene happened and somehow they topped it in worseness like, I just, it's dumbfounding. Wolverine wakes, no memory, alone. Gambit sees Logan, and Logan confronts him, asking who he is. The pair leave a dead Kato in the rubble. As fire and rescue workers arrive, credits. Mid scene Striker walking away. Soldiers stop him and ask him about the murder of the general. That's it. It's an odd mid scene that goes nowhere because he, we know he becomes the striker later. He clearly didn't suffer from this crime.
0: He probably blamed it on the mutants,
1: yeah. Maybe okay, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. That was yeah, it. it does make
0: the scene doesn't make sense. Yeah. I guess he's to make
1: well, this... how, Where is he? Where did he go? Why I did he stop? What happened? Yeah, yay. Uh, further credits 90s dance music rejected from Blade One. Post credit scene Deadpool's body, independent of his head, picks up his still alive head as its torn mouth open tells us to. Shh. As a result, Wolverine killing everybody went from exaggeration to outright lie as he killed no one. <laughs> Question 1. As Wolverine's bones heal and are coated in adamantium, shouldn't there be a bullet hole scar in the adamantium in his forehead? We see him shot in the head in 2 and exposed skin during that scene. There
0: should be actually the dent yeah. or, or some kind a of hole. mark.
1: The adamantium can't heal, it's yeah. just Wolverine's natural bones and stuff. Um, two are there two bullets in his head still?
0: No, I don't think so
1: because they didn't exit the back of his head.
0: It looked like they were just crossed on his
1: there was a hole in his yeah. head. If they were crossed on his thing, then he would have wouldn't have brain yeah. damage. It's definitely there's. De- <laughs> How is Deadpool anything? Also, why? That's question three. If Wolverine is the best at, his at what he does, what does he do? Because here he kills, over his whole life so far, two people.
0: I guess he probably killed people in a war, I guess. But that doesn't really count, I guess, because it's not really... You know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know, yeah. It's
1: yeah. Like, <laughs> as a representation of Wolverine being the best at what he does and what he does in this is film, being he does a,
0: in this film technically he kills no one apart from war but war is like he, different he,
1: he kills Zero yeah and the pilot I mean Zero must have killed like more people definitely of course I wonder if we can do a kill count of all these anyway Um so best scene in your opinion what stands out as a good scene I guess the intro title
0: where they're going for the money.
1: Yeah, there. I think oh. it might actually be that. I, th- I maybe because of the visuals, the the scene with Bradley in his trailer, yeah. just sitting
0: there. <laughs> I, remember see, I remember seeing that intro title. I was like, maybe it's not as bad as I remember it being.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the opening five minutes, or kind of right. yeah. I, like, like the, the, that visual of him being in his trailer with the lights lighting up and all that. that yeah. was nice. But when you actually break it down, I don't think any of the scenes are any good. No. Like um, the, the, the fight between him and the Blob is just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. The fight scene, the end, doesn't. It's just all over the place. That makes it. The the stuff with the the myths is nonsensical. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. I mean, you can see they're trying to do something cool yeah. with that scene where he, he sets right of the the, heli- the helicopter yeah. and he walks away. Yeah. But it's like, it's so ham-fisted. Yeah. I can't think of anything. It'll have to be the opening credits yeah. for me as well then. <laughs> um, best line. In my case, I found one line and it was, it's probably not as intimidating as having a gun or claws or the fingernails of a bag lady. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um, said by Wade while on the chopper to uh, Victor who has really weird claws in this but they are just kind of oh. grimy looking as well but um, any sort of standout lines for you? Mar was out
0: in a caravan thing, and he goes I'm not scared of you Victor I'm not scared
1: Dying if you tried dying." I was like
0: it makes no sense <laughs> Because who have you
1: died? How he tried dying lately? V- well, Victor and Wolverine would have died several times. I guess, I me, mean, yeah. Um, maybe that's why he says it. Uh, yeah, uh, best character.
0: Probably Victor. Honestly, like just—I feel like the
1: actor tried. He yeah. actually—he actually did. Like it's—I—I—I I think his performance overall. He's leaning full yeah. on into being the character. Yeah. And it's as camp as can be.
0: Mm. Shame sure about the writing, how they wrote his character slightly, but he's trying. He, he, he's, he's loving it yeah. too,
1: because he's always like. You, you can tell he's yeah. enjoying the sneers yeah. and the smiles and the menacing walk mm. and stuff. Like, I think he's probably the brightest spot overall yeah. when it comes to performances in that. Which says a lot when, like, Wolverine isn't the best character okay. in Wolverine. He's not even the best Wolverine in Wolverine. No, because this doesn't make little kid Wolverine is yeah. probably a bit better. Um, so it's same. Well done, Liv Shryner. Um There was going to be some interesting notes. We've talked about the, the Logan Wolverine and Victor not being his brother and no. stuff. There's not a lot really to talk about. So, everybody who's leaving, which is pretty much everybody, any <laughs> person who sticks around for the next film uh, is Hugh Jackman, one. very briefly, and that's it. So this far, now, I've never watched the next film, so we'll find out. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> See seen bits of
0: it. Doesn't um, get my better than this one. Well,
1: yeah, it, we, I mean, we've hit our high point with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, so, Liv Schreider, uh, he went on to start taking Woodstock in 2009. Salt, 2010. Goon, or I think possibly that's The Goon, in 2011. Porn Sacrifice 2014 and Oscar Wheeler Spotlight in 2015. Oh. He became uh, known to younger audiences for his voice work in My Little Pony, the movie, <laughs> Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Great film, that is. Both of them films are pretty good. Uh, Daniel Salas Hudson, uh, Ridley Scott's Robin Hood, who was in. Uh, Sash Gavassi's Hitchcock, he starred in The Congress. She opened the 45th director's fortnight sidebar at the 2013 Cannes Film Festival. Houston uh, also co-starred in Gossip columnist Dick Nolan's and Tim Burton's film Big Eyes. He portrayed Axeman in the FX thriller series American Horror Story uh, Coven. And uh, Massimo DeFonso in American Horror Story Freak Show. He starred as General uh, Eric Lundorf in the 2017 film Wonder Woman. Oh. He's like the pretend antagonist, like the main bad guy most of the way through until the end, where there's a big fight, and she's mistakenly killed him. You've seen Wonder Woman, haven't you?
0: I have, but I been a long time. Yeah, she she kills him yeah.
1: thinking he's Ares. It rings it out, but it's an a film at all. Um. And as Wade Jennings in Angel Has Fallen from 2018 to 2019, he had a role in the first two seasons of Paramount drama series Yellowstone. And Dominic Monaghan, last seen playing Beaumont Kin in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker in 2019. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? <laughs> okay. And, and reuniting with JJ Abrams, uh, the co-creator of Lost, he also hosts... A nature programme, Wild Things, with Donna Monaghan, oh. in 2012 to 2016. Which you wouldn't have expected, of all things. Oh. Uh, Gavin Hood recently directed Ender's Game, Eye in the Sky, and Official Secrets in 2019. Ender's Game's actually alright. I've heard it's not a great adaptation.
0: It's not a great... I want to say it's an amazing movie, it's an alright movie. Like, I've, never, I've never read a book, so I don't have that... I don't have that, like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from. Um, so, things are. We're, we're thankfully. Sorry, we're sadly done with X Men Origins Wolverine. How do you feel about the entire experience now? Eh, it's, not, it's, it's
0: probably the worst X Men film. Well, main you've op- seen so far. Oh yeah.
1: There's a couple you haven't seen, right? Yeah. <clears throat> what ones are you, are you sure you haven't seen?
0: I haven't seen Apocalypse.
1: I don't think, that's Deadpool Castle's X-Men,
0: I guess it does. So Deadpool 1 and 2. And New Mutant, but that's not, te- is that technically part of it? it so yeah, I've not seen those.
1: Um, are you
0: saw sure Dark Phoenix? Maybe. maybe? No, actually, maybe not. I don't think I have. Dark Phoenix is another, maybe. I'm, I'm not quite 100% sure. I don't think I've seen it. So let's assume not. Because I think the last film, last movie I watched was Days of Future Past.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to have to watch two cuts of that. That's
0: the last one. I like that film, so it's fine. I
1: assume it's the, the original cut you saw.
0: I saw it in the cinema, so whatever. that's the original cut.
1: So the next film is the one that starts confusing things slightly, but we're not quite at the mm-hmm. full confusion yet. So we're going back in time again to the first technically official first canon sort of storyline where we look at x-men first class
0: thank the lord so we (laughs)
1: see a brand new class of of characters well actors playing familiar characters and some new characters um it's going to be the first time i've ever seen it really i've seen most of the other films that come after it it's pretty good um but we'll see (laughs) <laughs> well, it's it? better it's
0: better than this film anyway <laughs> so <laughs>
1: we can judge when when we get to it maybe um, how long has it been for you since you've seen it
0: I saw it in cinema
1: I think I've seen it one time after as well so it should be interesting um but it's it's the setup for what changes everything makes it all confusing
0: yeah. um they' trying to reboot it's, they were trying to, it's meant for a reboot wasn't it mm. originally like they went to reboot the x movie new it was quasi reboot yeah
1: um, but then Days of Future Past yeah. happens, and we've still got the other Wolverine film first. That one, though. <laughs> Don't fill me with hope. Um. So, if you have any opinions on the show, this was a bit of a awkward recording with the drilling halfway through. And at least, quite, only, at least it only a lasted
0: bit. a couple of minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. And or if you've got any opinions on X Men Origins Wolverine or any of the previous films, or if you want to talk to us about the upcoming film, uh, First Class, almost yeah. forgot what it was then, feel free to contact us at timelinepod at gmail.com and uh, we'll be more yeah. than happy to read you out because we could do with any sort of email.
0: <laughs> Send an email in. Do it. Yeah.
1: Please. Please. We're very lonely. Um, but until next time, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank feel you, free man. to head off we're going to be um, I've got here two copies much like with Wolverine downstairs two copies of X-Men First Class oh. loves, he loves X-Men so much he buys oh, two I... copies
0: he do not watch them <laughs> yeah, that's, what,
1: that's what happens is I buy it so much I buy it twice and then I buy it on Blu-ray as well um, <laughs> and I've never watched any of them uh, mainly because they were a pound each so I must have bought one oh. and saw it for a pound and gone I don't remember if I own this I will buy it to be safe. Yeah, I've got that now. Um, So, yes, I'm definitely making sure. So I'll be, I think if I, I need to confirm I've definitely got the Blu-ray. But if I've got the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray is what I'm watching. Power Blu-ray, Region 2. But if not, it'll be DVD, Region 2 as well. Is it on, um, Standard Edition? Is it on Disney Plus? I think it is. Um, it may be one of the few that Do I, like, on the, I don't know Someone I don't one guess or two of them just ran the arm. I guess it's some weird licensing deal Deadpool makes sense but when it comes to the X-Men main canon films there's no reason why
0: but it could be some, it might be streamed somewhere else that's why so they can't take it it's very some strange
1: weird. Um, as you can see they're slightly different on the back as well mm. for some reason doesn't mention deleted scenes so I don't know but uh It'll be region 2 basic DVD if you want to watch along. Um, if you do notice anything different feel free to let us know. The way I've covered this film yeah. today I really did not want to have to talk about this film to be honest. So I've covered, that jumped over scenes and bits <laughs> pieces. I think i got most of it. Uh, until then. Uh, it's going to be bye from me anyway.
0: Until next time. Follow the timeline. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Sure, that works. Follow the timeline.
1: Follow the timeline, and we'll talk to you again in about two weeks. Something. Yeah,
0: very soon. I hear my smoothing do, voice. Do your,
1: your menacing voice again.
0: Bob, get out of here. Be nice and li- click the like button down there. What? <laughs> and subscribe as well. <laughs>